For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Coach, what's going on? I say it's it's happening in Clear Springs, Mississippi tonight. All right, I like that, Coach. You're all over the United States, gotta love it. And you're riding on a v- in a vehicle. You're not flying all over the place, gotta love it. Hey, Coach, you know my dad used to always talk about what a great quarterback Johnny Unitas was. And I remember Johnny Unitas basically limping on the field playing for the San Diego Chargers. Now. Yesterday, we actually saw two of the greatest quarterbacks in modern-day history. I think when we saw Peyton Manning and Tom Brady go at it yesterday, we saw two of the best quarterbacks in our era. Um, Peyton Manning is no longer with Indianapolis Colts. He's now with the Denver Broncos and, and still breaking records. But yesterday, he almost looked like the Peyton Manning we saw playing in the Super Bowl against the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, he, he just didn't have um, – he, he really didn't have a lot of zip on his ball, whereas and Tom Brady, with, man, is, is almost see, like a magician. Yeah, and, and usually Peyton has, if nothing else – even when he didn't have zip, he had timing. He had, you know, he placement. But uh, it didn't show that yesterday at all. Like you said, he kind of reminded you of the Super Bowl game. Yeah, and, you know, and, and Denver could only muster up three touchdowns in this game. And uh, the New England Patriots scored 43 points. It was 21-43. And the, the Patriots were in control of this game. From the onset, and and they never never trailed in this game at all. Um, I, I really think Peyton Manning has a lot of work ahead of him if he's gonna if he's gonna beat this team in the playoffs. And I can only imagine that the weather is gonna be a little bit worse than it was yesterday, where they had uh, snow flurries and they had to actually clear the field before the before the game. Didn't snow during the game, and didn't look like it was that windy. But um, Peyton Manning didn't look didn't look so comfortable um, in those conditions. Well, he, you know, he never has, I don't think, played great outdoors. But you know, Daryl, the thing about it is, is I think um, uh, you you talked about Johnny U. Uh, the the new era of quarterback uh, is kind of pampered a little bit. You know, I'm a big uh, Drew Brees fan. But, you know, he only wins at the Super Bowl. That's a Superdome. Uh, so, you know, uh, is it because the conditions are nice? Yeah, I'm sure that's got to have some part of it. 
Yeah, I'm sure that may that may be um, one of the reasons he's winning at Sudome because it's indoors and and it's a home field for him. That's for sure. But you gotta no. wonder how's Peyton gonna be holding up when the winter that's unpredicted in Denver playing outside. You know, he threw for 438 yards yesterday with 57 attempts. That's a lot of passes for Peyton Manning. You know, and, and you know, when you throw it about 57 times, you, you almost got to expect to throw at least one interception. Peyton threw two yesterday. Well, I think, Daryl, that uh, uh, once again, you get back to the point where can you run the ball and back them off a little bit with the run? And if you can't, uh, even in today's NFL, you're going to struggle somewhat. I think yeah. you're seeing in a lot of teams that we, you know, uh, I, you know, yeah, you know, the Cowboy game, uh, Murray wasn't able to, to carry him, and when he wasn't able to carry him, uh, the Wheaton kid can't and couldn't win. You know, I mean, the Cowboys have to have that superior running game to continue to win. I think one of the reasons the Cardinals are doing so well is because Ellington is running so well. I think yeah. all of the teams that are doing well are doing well because their run game is supporting that quarterback. Well, you know, but when we look at probably um, two of the best teams in the league right now, when we think about New England and um, and Denver, you know, they don't have a, a, a serious dominant run game. But Rob Gronkowski, I think, is back. You know, I've, I've, I've always criticized him and said I don't know how healthy he can stay. But right now, at this point uh, in the season, he's healthy. And a healthy Rob Gronkowski is a big weapon for Tom Brady. But when we look at the number one receiver for, for Brady, man, this is this is almost a, a, a tribute to his greatness. Julian Edelman is his number one receiver. And I just don't I, – I can't see Julian Edelman being the number one receiver in too many offenses in the NFL. But Tom Brady makes this guy look good. And I guess Belichick makes Tom Brady look good. And, um, and, and I guess as long as Belichick is doing what he's doing on offense and defense, because when Revis came to, to New England, a lot of people questioned that move. You know, um, you know, is, is Revis still healthy? How much can he bring to the table? Man, this guy still has a lot in his tank, and Belichick has, has just rebuilt this um, New England defense. to they, 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 They're one of the best in the league, and he's still one of the best coaches in the league. And I, I still throw it out there. I don't like him because of the, the Spygate thing. Didn't think the NFL handled that well. But, hey, he still built Belichick by himself. Well, Coach, I still uh, I'm agree with you that they're one of the better teams. I still say anybody that can line up and run the ball at them can be successful. I don't think you can beat them with the pass. Peyton proved that uh, yesterday. But I think if you got one of those teams that are balanced that can hit you in the mouth with the run and make you come up to play those safeties, then you can throw the ball on them just like anybody else. But that's, well, coach- you know, that's balance. Yeah, and, and you're right. You got to have balance. Now, um, one of the more balanced teams in the league, and uh, I actually thought that um, their coach was uh, on his way out this year. The Pittsburgh Steelers, um, Ben Roethlisberger, threw six touchdown passes yesterday, and uh, and and hey, coach, this guy is on fire. And uh, here's one of these quarterbacks we've been talking about. That's that you know, Father Time is is catching up with him, but. 
Uh, looked like Father Time gave him another pass yesterday, and uh, he took advantage of it. Ben Roethlisberger uh, threw six touchdown passes, 340 yards. This guy's doing his thing, Coach. Well, Coach, I'll tell you what now. Uh, he, I wasn't real crazy about his receiving core, but uh, it's come on ever since uh, Heinz Warren retired. Uh, when Ward retired, uh, I thought that they were might be in trouble. But now this uh, Brown kid has come along. Uh, when they got rid of Mike Wallace, I thought they had lost something big. But uh, he seems to have got it together with the Heath and the Brown. Uh, there's a couple of receivers he's got that look pretty good. Yeah, you know, um, this kid Bryant has, has turned out to be a heck of a receiver from uh, from Clemson. And, um, and hey, Antonio Brown is just – He's he's lighting it up this year. He has to be one, of, if not one of the fastest receivers in the league. But I guess I guess what surprises me now is um, Pittsburgh defense look like they're like like they're stepping up a little bit. I'm not calling them the steel curtain, but their defense does look like it's um they look like they're playing a lot better than they did early in the season. Oh, I agree totally. But you know, if you're kept off the field, if your offense is generating points. It changes the complexion of how you call that game as a defensive coordinator, knowing that you're in a position that you're ahead and you can turn the dogs loose. You know, and, and let's think about uh, James Harrison. He came, comes out of retirement, and, um, and, and, and hey, look like he's playing some serious ball. You he's know, got some uh, that. Yeah. You know, uh, he has four sacks already this season. You know, um, this this guy is, is playing some serious ball, coach. And this is this is this is this is a stealer that's, that's that played for. Uh, I think he played for Cincinnati Bengals last year, retired, right. and now he's now he's back with the with the um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I and I I know that um, Tomlin has to be happy to have that kind of leadership on his team. Well, uh, what I like Daryl Patterson the most is uh, that uh, even though uh, uh, they don't look like it, they've got a consistent rush. Yeah, they they really do look like they have a consistent rush up front. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I, I tell you, Roethlisberger um, looked like he's he's um, wearing this father time out, coach. It looked like he might be getting the, getting the best of him. But I, I, we were talking about the running attack. You know, Pittsburgh only ran the ball for 55 yards, 25 attempts and 55 yards, where the, um, Baltimore had 18 attempts for 63 yards. Now, is this what we're going to be seeing now in the NFL when we see five wide every every set, sometimes six wide every set? You know, where, where are we going to find uh, running attacks when, when a lot of formations don't even have running backs in the backfield? Well, Coach, the, the team I think that's under the radar, and I and I and I like to see that Pittsburgh is coming on, but the team to me that's under the radar that no one seems to be talking a lot about that beat the Cowboys yesterday is the Cardinals, and the Cardinals have a great, great balance attack. Ellington Kid is running the ball great. Their defense is reminds me of of Seattle last year, but now. Uh, Carson Palmer may be having kind of uh, his best year ever 
in the last ten. And and uh, and Carson Carson Palmer is having a good year this year. And Ellington he did rush for ninety five yards yesterday. Um, and and Arizona rushed for over a hundred yards as a team. And this was the first game that Demarcus Murray did not rush for over a hundred yards. He only rushed for for seventy nine yards. Um, but coach, uh, I, I tell you, um, I, this this is my point about this Dallas Cowboys. You know, what you got there? The Dallas Cowboys, um, they made a mistake, I really think, when they got rid of Michael Sam's. You know, and as an athlete, when when you wear your socks in a certain way or you wear an undershirt under your shirt and you win a game or two games or three games, man, you don't change that. You know, and when you have chemistry in your locker room or on your team, you, you don't change that. It's it's just I don't know. I I actually felt that when 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 they heard that they cut Michael Sam's, I knew that the Dallas Cowboys season was going to change, and it looks like it has changed, and it doesn't it hasn't changed for the best. And they looking like the Cowboys that a lot of us expected to see when the season started. Well, I'm not willing to go as far as you are, Coach, and say that that was their good luck charm, but it does seem to be. And hey, and and you know, it was not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about um, Dallas Cowboys having one loss. Now we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys having two losses and getting ready to go. They're probably already in England, getting ready to play the the, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Now I just don't see a, a flight to England helping Tony Romo's back at all. And when you hear stories about he has two fractures in his back now. Uh, I, I just, I just really think this is not a good thing for the Cowboys, and I don't. I, it definitely wouldn't be a good thing for them to play uh, Tony Romo this week. No, Coach. I think they can probably get it done against Jacksonville. I'm not positive, but if they get it against Jacksonville, have seven wins, come back home. I think they have the bye week then, and so Romo would have had like three weeks to. The rest is back, and I'm not sure that's what it takes, but that should help some. It could help. Um, I'm betting my money on Jacksonville this week. I really think they have a a good chance of upsetting the Cowboys. Uh, The Cardinals beat them over the weekend, 28-17. Carson Palmer's um, look like he's on a roll. The, um, The Cardinals have the best record in the NFL right now at 7 and one they look like a team that's destined for the playoffs. Um, can we can can we expect the Cardinals to turn the corner this year? Um, can they be the uh, Atlanta Falcons of a couple years ago, make the playoffs and do some things? Well, the, Cal- the Falcons have never really done things in the playoffs, but they did make the playoffs. Um, are we going to see something from this team? And, and are we going to see Carson Palmer be the quarterback we thought he was going to be when he left Cincinnati? Or are we going to just, are they going to fold? Well, Coach, what I see uh, and what I think a lot of people are missing about the Cardinals is they have a lights-out defense, I think. Uh, maybe not the front seven, but the guys in the back, they can play DBs as good as anybody between the Matthews kid, the Peterson kid. And, uh, I, you know, I think that they're, they're on the way to uh, getting in the playoffs and doing some stuff. 
I agree with you, Coach. And Larry Foote is a veteran linebacker that came over from Pittsburgh Steelers. He, this is his first year uh, with the Cardinals. He brings a lot of leadership to that team, and uh, I can guarantee you he, he's making a big difference with them right now too, for sure. And I think that Fitzgerald, uh, this is the waning year of his time, and he realizes that this is what he has to really put the the pedal, uh, the foot to the pedal, and I think he's doing it. I think he's, you know, he was excited yesterday. It's the most excited I've seen the guy play in a while, and I think he realizes he smells that it's that it's uh, his time and it's his team's time, and I think they all really enjoy this new coach. And so we'll see. You know, this is his. Uh, I think this is his third year with them, and uh, maybe they'll you know, bust into the playoffs and do some stuff. Coach, the thing that got me the most wondering is the 49ers. Yeah, you know, uh, I tell you, that was, a, that was a game that you didn't really expect. You know, a lot of, a lot of us thought that the 49ers would, um, would pretty much handle uh, the, the St. Louis Rams. Uh, it, it just didn't happen. And, uh, it actually came down to, um, you wonder whether it was, whether it was, um, Good clock management, bad clock management. Um, but when I look at this, coach, I think uh, Kaepernick crossed the line of scrimmage on the on a it was a third and one at the goal line with ten seconds left in the game, and Kaepernick fumbled or they took the ball from him down at the bottom of the pile. One way or another, the ball was a turnover. The Rams got the ball um, in the end zone and. It was called a safety, not a safety, but um, a touchback, and ball, and they got the ball at the 20, the game was over. Right. And, and Coach, I'm going to tell you, I think when um, when all said and done, I wonder if they'll always think back if they traded the right quarterback. I mean, it's no doubt that Kaepernick's a heck of an athlete. I'm just not sure that he's the mental quarterback you have to have to win in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and and the other thing is, Daryl, I, I don't know. I've been kind of disappointed in the 49ers defense. Well, hey, Coach, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back with more Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back right after these messages. flagship station for sports voice america sports it's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here the sports girls take over the voice america sports channel every monday for the inside score beth silverberg chin chin ong and stacy deberry are here to showcase the athletes the coaches and the foundations that change lives in addition we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Coach, I said Philadelphia Eagles beat the Houston Texans. 31-21, and the Philadelphia Eagles lost their starting quarterback, Nick Foles, for at least six weeks with a broken collarbone. They said he will not need surgery, but you lost your starting quarterback. Mike's, uh, Mark Sanchez did step up, Coach, and, and, and won the game. Um, he didn't lose it for him and didn't look bad um, in his efforts in this game. Well, Coach, I think he, uh, he got kind of a bum rap at uh, the Jets. You know, the first few years he was there, uh, he was able to put the Jets in the playoffs each year. Uh, I think this is a fresh start for him. I think if he wins two or three games, people will start looking at him again as an option. You know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to pull his chain that much, but um, he did throw two touchdowns and he also threw two interceptions. Um, you know, this, this guy, Shady McCoy, rushed for over 100 yards, 23 rushes, 117 yards. But the story's coming out about Andre Johnson of the Houston Texans that he's not the Andre Johnson of old. Man, how could Andre Johnson be the Andre Johnson of old when this guy's been in the league as long as he's been in the league? Well, and he's, and, 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 and he's had to kind of carry him as the, the, the top receiver for years. And I think that's hard on a guy. I think if you're the number one receiver or you're the number one back year in, year out for a lot of years, uh, the wear and tear on the body, you start losing a step, it changes the persona of who you are in the NFL. Yeah, and, and, you know, Andre Johnson, this year he has 48 receptions, 563 yards, and he's and his average this year is 11.7 yards per reception. He only has one TD. Now, and, and his his career average is 13.6. Um, 13. So his 
his season average this year is, is below his, his career average. But, Coach, you know, it's a lot of teams that would love to have Andre Johnson. And, and I'm not so sure he'll ever play for another team after he leaves um, the Houston Texans, if, if and when he leaves the Houston Texans. Well, Coach, there's a lot of speculation, that, and a lot of people are putting it on uh, uh, Fitzgerald saying that he's just not that kind of a quarterback. But, Coach, they lost their best two uh, running backs. And, uh, I mean, not their best two running backs. They lost um, their spec. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, that, and, that, and that's tough. That is tough. Yeah, that, that, that's very tough. And um, one of your favorite players, Darren Sproles, he came back yesterday. Uh, uh, four receptions for 46 yards. Um, Three three rushes for seventeen yards, you know, and and that's just who Darren Sproles is. He he's and he's gonna give you more of that. The more you yeah. give him the ball, the more production you're gonna have for him. The more passes you throw him, the more touchdowns he's gonna get. This guy, he he he's a yard machine. He can rack up some yards. Now, uh, but but, coach, I think um, one of the games that intrigued me the most yesterday was Washington Redskins. Playing the um, playing the Minnesota Vikings, and honestly, um, I think the Minnesota Vikings got a real steal with Teddy Bridgewater in in the draft. I mean, well, this, I this rookie is the best rookie quarterback of all the quarterbacks in the league this year. I agree totally with you, Coach. And with all that uh, behind the scenes stuff, maybe. Minnesota was smart and started the rumors themselves because they got a steal, like you said. Yeah, and and I mean, this kid plays like a real veteran. He doesn't try to make a whole lot um, happen. He 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 takes what you give him. He he's not scrambling out of the pocket. He's not running all over the place like we saw on the other side of the ball with Robert Griffin. Every chance he gets, he's racing out of the pocket where Teddy Bridgewater, he's stepping up in the pocket, finding a lane to throw the ball, and making plays. It's, it's just, it, he, he's a steal for them. I agree. I agree. Coach, the thing that has me most uh, miffed is what has happened to the San Diego Chargers. I mean, Miami, you know, treated them like uh, redheaded stepchildren. Yeah, but well, coach, one more one more comment about this Redskin game. Um, Robert Griffin got sacked five times yesterday. He he had trouble actually picking himself up off the ground. I mean, it were times when he he would actually sit stay on the ground until someone came over to help him get off the ground. This kid was in a lot of pain yesterday. And uh, I really can't see him um, playing at the level that he needs to play at to um, to win. And to be honest with you, I actually think if Colt McCoy had started and played that game yesterday, I think the Redskins would have had a better opportunity to win, and they probably would have won. I agree with you totally. Yeah, you know, and and I tell you, when this kid Deshaun Jackson, he had four catches for 120 yards. They only targeted him seven times. I think they have to find more ways to get him the ball, too, as far as the Redskins are concerned. But I'll say it again. Uh, Robert Griffin, 
just Robert. Robert is not playing at the level he has to play at to win. Uh, Coach McCoy would have gave them a much better chance to win yesterday, Coach. I agree. I agree, yeah. Coach. And, and, hey, maybe the Miami Dolphins are for real. You're talking about the San Diego Chargers struggling. Maybe the Dolphins are just for real, Coach. Coach, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, the parts of the game that I saw with Tannehill, uh, he may have turned the corner as an NFL quarterback. He may be the guy that uh, the Dolphins have needed the last few years, uh, and now he's kind of matured into that quarterback that every once in a while when nothing else is working, he'll just kind of pick you up and move you down. Uh, one of the things I think he's learned is this Landry kid is a good option for him, and he finds him when he needs him. Well, I told you that I, I believed in Tannehill. I, I still believe in Tannehill. Um, he has a quick release, and he's athletic. I mean, this is a oh, kid yeah. that, that was a wide receiver at Texas A&M his first two years in college. You know, I'm not, maybe, I'm not sure if first two or at least one, but um, this kid <laughs> has some quick feet, and, he, and, um, and he's not afraid. And he does stand in the pocket and make plays. Uh, I'm impressed with him. I, I was impressed with him his rookie year, and I'm, and I'm impressed with him um, this year. He's, he has, he has um, actually made me a believer in his first-round status because a lot of people didn't think he deserved to be a first-round quarterback when he was drafted in, in the first round. Well, um, well, Coach, what do you think uh, about uh, my Saints? Do you think they're going to – they got – Four of the next five games at home, can they win all four of those home games? Well, you know the Saints, they, they do their thing at home. You know, they, they love to play at home. And, uh, and I, I, I actually, um, I can't see them winning, winning four in a row, but you never know. I could possibly see them winning three, Coach. Yeah. And I think, Coach, uh, the way that rest of that league is looking, Atlanta I don't think is going to come back. Uh, I, I know the Bucks aren't going to come back, and so uh, it's going to be between the car, uh, the uh, uh, the uh, Panthers and the Saints. And the Panthers, they seem to be struggling too. Yeah, and, you know the Saints beat the Panthers yesterday, twenty eight ten, and um, and and Cam Newton is he, he appears to be um, struggling. You know, there was a story out about um, Robert Griffin, and a lot of and, and and his coach Gruden came out and said it was bogus, said it was bush league, said it was amateurish. That Robert Griffin was isolating himself from the team. Now, I, I hope that Robert Griffin is over that. However, I, I do see a little bit of that in Cam Newton, that he's not that real team player kind of guy. Um, and maybe maybe it's because he's a, a great player on a team that's not so great, or he is the the number one dog on that team, and he's been that way since he got there. I mean, he really has nobody else in the same star status that he has on that team. Well, and coach, that's, and coach, I think it's kind of like that that kid. You know, when he lost uh, Steve Smith, when he lost him. I think that was his go-to guy. Now he's kind of taking this Benjamin kid who's a rookie, and you know how it is with rookies. It'll be a while before that kid 
is a big factor in the NFL, even if you're a great athlete. It is going to be a while for him. And he, even though he's having a great season thus far, it's going to be a while before um, before um, Benjamin is going to be a star in this league. Um, now, on the other hand, Mark Ingram has, you know, he, he's running the ball now a lot. When he first came in the league after winning the Heisman Trophy at Alabama, he didn't look like the the star that he was that he was projected to be. And um, he's had some some pretty good runs the last couple of games. Uh, he ran for over 100 yards last two games, and he had 30 rushes for 100 yards against Carolina. And you know that's that helps Drew Brees out a lot. But Drew Brees is going to be Drew Brees, and and we know that. Yeah, but uh, coach, what I'm looking forward to is the last half of this season to see who stays and keeps the the tires on the track, and who doesn't. And and that's that's a that's a good thing to look out for, Coach, because you know we we know um, some of these teams out here are, are have them on the track right now. Tampa Bay lost to Cleveland um, yesterday. Cleveland Browns beat them twenty two seventeen. Cleveland Browns appear to have some traction on the track. Are they going to be able to su- sustain that traction? And um and what are they going to do in the second half of the NFL season? Well, if they could be five and three like they are now, I think they'll get into the playoffs. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one. Which one of those teams is it going to be? The Steelers are the Steelers going to pull away now, or the uh, the Bengals are going to keep it in the middle of the road and, and continue to be uh, playoff bound, or is it going to be a sneaky uh, Cleveland Brown team that pulls it off? And, and, you know, Cleveland Browns, they may have a secret weapon that they might be able to get late in the season. You know, the number one receiver from last year in the NFL, this kid Josh Gordon, you know, it's a possibility that he, because he's already practicing with the team, but uh, it's a possibility that we'll, we'll see him um, in the next, possibly in the next four or five games. And uh, if he can come back with some fresh legs doing the things that he did uh, late in the season last year, Wow, you just never know. Yeah. And the and the Browns are playing some pretty good defense. They are playing some de- some good defense, you know. And um and coach yesterday to see out of Seahawks um they this game wasn't wasn't all that of a run. They beat the Oakland Raiders um thirty to twenty four. Uh, Russell With Wilson. No, coach. No, and, and I'll say it again. I don't think any team in the NFL is going to go winless. And the Oakland Raiders, they're 0-8 right now, and they played a, 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 a they played the Super Bowl champions from last year to a, a one-touchdown game, a, a one-score game. I really, think, um, I really think the Raiders have a chance to at least win one game uh, before this season is over. Well, uh, and, and you know what's going to happen. That team that goes in and thinks that they're hadn't won a game and they're going to get one is going to be surprised because I don't see them playing without compassion. I don't see them not playing hard. And uh, if you play hard in this league with a little passion, you'll win a game or two. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with you, Coach. But um, you know, when I look at this team, um. 
this this rookie rookie quarterback, um, Derek Carr, you know, um, he's he's being sacked. He's he's running for his life a lot. He's thrown eleven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Are they are are they gonna break this kid before he really ever has a chance to to blossom into a good quarterback? Are we looking at his brother all over again? Um, you know, David Carr, who was who was drafted by Houston and just got beat up, beat up, beat up until he just got ran out of league. To he was so gun shy when he dropped back, looked like he was looking to get hit. Uh, I just it's hope that doesn't happen, this bro. He was doing that because he was looking to get hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right, and I, I hope I hope the Raiders don't um, don't put uh, his brother in a similar situation. Uh, you know, and 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 not to say that he didn't look look decent yesterday. Um, it, it, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 194 yards, but the Raiders' defense really kept them in this game, and um, and, and Russell Wilson through two interceptions. Um, no, I, 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 no, I take that back. Russell Wilson didn't throw any touchdowns or interceptions yesterday, and he only threw for 179 yards. Um, the Raiders will win a game before this season is over, Coach. Yeah. Well, Coach, I think that uh, what we're going to see, uh, yeah, I like to think that we see some uh, some big teams on the horizon that we're, you know, we you know, you always know New England's going to be there. And since Peyton's gone to Denver, you knew that Denver's going to be in the trenches. But I think you got some sleepers coming in with the Cardinals. I think you got some sleepers coming in like the uh, Cleveland Browns. The Browns might surprise a lot of people. Well, you know, Coach, um, we can't ever sleep on Marvin Lewis. Um I really, I think the Bengals are are one of those teams that are right in the middle of the pack, and um, and all and all that separates them is a two game winning streak, and and they're right at the top of the pack with a two game winning streak. Um, they beat the Jaguars yesterday, um, thirty three to twenty three. Um, Blake Bortles, he appears to be having his having some struggles, um, like he has a little pitter pat in his feet in the pocket right now, and. Here's another kid that's a rookie in the NFL that probably would have been better served to hold a clipboard his first year throughout the entire season um, because I don't think the Jaguars' record would be any different if he had held the clipboard for the entire season, uh, maybe to the last four games or three games, uh, instead of actually being out there in this in this in the heat of the battle right now. Well, I think, Coach, what happens is. Uh, the pressure in NFL is so hard on you as a coach, and and Chad Henning, he was afraid wasn't going to get it done enough, and so he uh, went with the kid. Uh, you know, and maybe he's going to mess up the future of the kid. Well, I, I hope not. I, I really hope not. But Andy Dalton is turned into be a solid NFL quarterback, uh, even though he threw two touchdowns and two interceptions yesterday. Uh, he, he's 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 a winner. This kid, he, he's a seems like he's bumbling and fumbling and bumbling all the time. But he's a winner. He he he's some kind of way. He, his record is is much better on the winning side than it is on the loser side. And um, and he's gonna get back his best receiver. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he got him back yesterday. Um, yeah, um, you know what I'm saying. But, yeah, I mean, kid won't be hitting his stride till 
probably two more weeks. Right. You know, and A.J. Green, he had he targeted him six times yesterday. He caught four passes for – three passes for 44 yards. But um, this kid, Sanu, has turned into a solid receiver for him as well. He caught four for 95 yards. But uh, Andy Dalton, like I said, he, he's a winner. He, he's been a winner. He was a winner at TCU, and, um, and he's definitely been winning here at, at Cincinnati. Don't count Marvin Lewis out. Um, he's – He's been to the Super Bowl with the uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I think he he knows how to win. He's he's been a winner at Cincinnati, and I really think that um, this team is one of those teams that you better watch out for. They can get in the playoffs and spoil one of these teams that um, they can get in the playoffs in a wild card situation and spoil somebody's fun in the playoffs. This is a team you better watch, the Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. flagship station for sports voice america sports check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in host jd harris and ray austin are here to lead the forum from the fans former players owners execs and coaches while inside the man cave you do whatever you like we won't judge we'll even go beyond sports to talk technology current events and entertainment Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's time for a look at sports from behind the lens with Pete Delonzo. This show provides an inside focus on what goes on in the sports world that you don't hear about on most sports talk radio shows. There have been a lot of changes in the way sports on television is presented. This includes rules, looks, and attitudes. Pete Delonzo has a 30-year-plus Emmy Award-winning career working behind the scenes in sports coverage. Now you can get the real story behind the lens with Pete Delonzo. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time or p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Coach, if Auburn plays the rest of the season and they have one loss right now and they end up playing Alabama, who has one loss right now, for the Iron Bowl championship, Auburn-Alabama, 
And just just hypothetically, Auburn beats Alabama. Alabama has two losses. Well, Auburn is definitely going to be in the Final Four. Right. Will we see a SEC team with two losses in the Final Four? Because I no. could see I could see Auburn playing Mississippi State in the SEC championship and beating them convincingly. Well, I think what will happen, Coach, is that Alabama beats Auburn in the championship game. I mean, in the Iron Bowl game. And now you got two teams with one loss from the Southeastern Conference. I think Ole Miss knocks off Mississippi State. And so are you going to have three Southeastern Conference teams? No. So I, I'm not sure exactly how it's going to play out. But uh, uh, they're going to put somebody in there that's not going to look real good when they play. Uh, I think – you know, a lot of people are saying this Oregon team is going to be just a one-loss team. Uh, we'll see. Or the Kansas State team. I don't think they can play at the same level as some of these Southeastern Conference teams. That's just my feeling. I, I, don't, I don't think they can either. Now, Mississippi State and Ole Miss play each other. Ole Miss has two losses. They lost what? over the weekend to Auburn. Um if Mississippi State loses to a two-loss Ole Miss team, you know, and I, I, I guess it's a whole lot of hypotheticals and what ifs and what ifs. But coach, let's get right into this. Let's get right into the to these to the um, NCAA college football top ten, and the number one team in the nation is the Mississippi State Bulldogs. They beat they beat Arkansas. 17-10. It was not a convincing win. Um, as no. a matter of fact, the um, at halftime, Arkansas was winning 10-7. And I tell you what, Coach, uh, Arkansas is not as bad as their record uh, appears, uh, but I'm not sure Mississippi State in losing some of their, um, I don't know, uh, sureness. I, I don't know if that's the word, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if they can pull it off and get to the Egg Bowl where they play Ole Miss with no losses. So you're saying Arkansas is not as bad as their record appears. Are you really saying Mississippi State is not as good as their record appears? Both of those, Coach, both of those. Because remember, remember Arkansas lost to Alabama by one point. Arkansas was given... Uh, you know, of course, they gave uh, Mississippi State all they wanted. And a week before that, uh, they gave somebody a, a fit. What I'm saying is that we'll see a Mississippi State team that goes in. I think they, they've got a chance to run out until they play Ole Miss. But if they lose to Ole Miss, i got a feeling they're not going to get a shot at it. Because uh, people are going to say it's like we're talking about. And I, 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 I tend to agree with you, Coach. If Auburn only has one loss and Mississippi State has one loss, which one of those two teams do you want representing the Southeastern Conference? And For coach, my money, Auburn. And, and you can vice versa. Who do you want represented, Alabama or Mississippi State? 
You know, and so I, 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 that's where I think the politics may, may, may get involved in this whole thing. But, Coach, last Thursday night, um, the Florida State Seminoles went to Louisville um, and, and struggled. And, struggle, and, and really struggled. But I've always said it, uh, um, this kid, Jameis Winston, will find a way to win. He finds ways to win all the time. He's an impressive um, quarterback, Coach. I give him credit. Coach, I got a million-dollar question for you. Yes. Okay, everybody said the only way Champ keeps his job is if he could beat Georgia and Florida State. Does he keep his job if he beats Florida State now? Because he just beat Georgia pretty good. Um, no, he will not beat Florida State. That's That's for sure. I, 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 I don't see that. And well, I guess the, I guess that means Coach Muschamp is going to get fired, Coach. You know, because I don't see him beating Florida State. I don't. I, I think Jimbo Fisher has um, uh, has seasoned as as a NCAA coach, Division One coach. I think he's he's become a a good coach. I think he's almost like a players' coach. But he he's a, you know who's the leader of the ship. It's no doubt. You know. Um, Jimbo Fish has done a good job with this program. Oh, I agree with you, Coach. He's he's recruited well in Florida, which is a lot tougher than people think. When you got Miami, you got Florida. You know, uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to struggle to get some of those better kids. Uh, now, at the same time, you know, Coach, the, the argument could be made that Mark Rick has done a great job in Georgia uh, with the. He's had to jump over this year, and I would have never thought. Which I would, have, I would have lost a lot of money because I didn't think there was any way Florida could beat them, and it beat them as convincingly as they did. Now, you know, the game is always funny. Uh, if I go back to the question, now you said it's not going to be a problem because Florida State's going to whip them pretty good, but if Champ wins. The Florida State game, does he keep his job? If if Coach Muschamp musters up a win over Florida State, he does keep his job. Um, I I just don't see – I, I actually think Florida will probably lose games before they play Florida State. And I, and, and uh, I think because the game on, on Saturday with Georgia is such a rivalry game – and we all know what happens with rivalry games. You just, you just never know. And I feel the same way uh, about this Miami-Florida State game on November, I think it's November 15th. Um, that is such a rivalry game. I mean, it's such an in-state oh, rivalry game where Florida and Georgia, like um, Florida and Georgia, they, they, they're neighboring states. Well, this is an yeah. in-state rival. And I think it's such a big game that, um, that it's going to be – I'm not going to say it's a toss-up, but I know Florida State will be a, a, a favorite to win this game. But if they're a 10-point favorite, you almost can drop at least a touchdown and a half off of that. And I don't I, because it, it it could be a, 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 the rule of the crowd could could sway the victory in this game. And we've and we've seen it a lot of times wide right, wide left, and it's been done so many times. So you know that has to linger in the, in the back of um, these kickers' mind. Coach, now let me ask you this. Is it at Miami? It's at Miami, yes. Well, I think that's 
that's a shave. You have shaved three points. Yeah. So, and uh, and I'm almost sure it's probably going to be a night game. And, and if it is, um, that I think that just makes it even even more exciting, Coach. Well, Coach, I'm going to tell you what I'm looking forward to is uh, that would be a great win for the uh, the U. The U would be said that they were back if they could pull off that upset. Yeah, I, I think we could say a little something if we could pull off that upset. You know, Coach, yesterday, Auburn, um, on Saturday, Auburn beat um, um, Ole Miss. And the last play of the game was just, it was so, you know, you you, you, you tell kids, play, hey, play to the whistle blow, play to the end of the play, play through the play. And, I mean, this kid, on defense for Auburn, he ran this guy down, pulled him down by the back of his jersey, broke his leg, and the kid fumbled the ball. Uh, Ole Miss lose to Auburn. I mean, it was almost it had everything. It had it was it was full of drama. Had the climax at the end of the game, just like a a a, a grade A movie. I mean, it was it was it was a, it had everything, Coach. Oh, I agree with you, Coach. If you don't like football. And you watch that game, you would enjoy the game. Yeah, just yeah. You didn't have to drama. be a fan. Yeah, you, just because of the drama that the whole game unfolded. But, uh, coach, you know, and of course I'm prejudiced, but I think you see a lot of those southeastern conference type of games where the kids know what the deal is and they lay it all out, and uh, in the future. Uh, you know, we'll see more games like that. I think uh, the best is yet to come. I don't know who's going to be in the Southeastern Conference Championship game, but going in that game, that team knows, whoever it is, that if they win that game, they've got a shot at being in the Final Four. And if and that's just, you know, is it going to be – who's going to come from the East? I don't know. I, I've got no clue. But uh, – if it's Alabama and Auburn, one of those goes for that side, and uh, Mississippi or Mississippi State goes from that side, then I'm going to tell you, it'll be an amazing game. Just like yeah, that one was. Yeah, it was. And, Coach, um, you know, Stanford lost to Oregon, the number five team, um, and, the, and the score in this game was 45-16, Oregon beat them. Um you know, Oregon is one of those teams. Now they're right on the, on the border too, with with one loss already. And uh, you know, can they sustain? I don't know. I don't either. No, I don't either. Uh, Kansas State has just one loss, coach. Now, Kansas State has to play TCU, I believe, this weekend. If that's the case, one of them is going to have two losses after this weekend. Well, um, Coach, uh, let me correct you on that. The only way TCU is holding down that number, the number seven spot, is uh, is that they do they do have one loss, but you know they've had some pretty good victories too. And and West Virginia over the weekend is is definitely one of them. Oh yeah, Coach, that was a heartbreaker for West Virginia. I thought they should have won the game, uh, Coach. Now, well, because they're so popular around the nation. Will Notre Dame, even though they don't have much of a schedule, are they going to back in the back door and into the final four? I don't think Notre Dame is going to um, going to be able to be able to move in. I think Michigan State really has a chance, though. I, I just really think Michigan State 
they, because they played the way they played last year and the way they've been able to continue this season, I think they have a shot. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I don't think TCU is one of those teams that have a shot, but I'm not, I'm not in the poll rankings and look like the polls think that TCU has a shot. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. If, if anything, if they went out, uh, I would be disappointed if they didn't get a shot. You know, but we look at Nebraska coach with a record of um of of eight and one. I think they got a shot. It was seven and well, one. I think play, I think Nebraska still has play, a shot. Got to play Michigan State. One of them gonna take a loss. Yeah, and I'm saying I, I think they could move up a couple spots um, with the win, with a one and one loss. You know, but they're not they're not gonna make the Final Four. But um, I'm 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 actually kind of happy to see um see um. Nebraska's coach Bo Pelini hanging in there. He had a, he made a U-turn from last year, turned the program around, and looked like he has his his self on the right track. Can't say that, that for his brother. Hey, coach, before we go, it's a story out there that um that the Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones put his wife in coach and told Tony Romo to come up and sit in first class as they travel over to England. That's nice. That is nice. That is nice. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.